Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 151. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And welcome to the party in a podcast. In this episode, we are going to be discussing our review of Season 4, Episode 8 of Lost, titled Meet Kevin Johnson. Do you like how I spelled Kevin on there? I don't know. How did you spell Kevin? <laughs> it's on the top line of the show notes. Welcome to the show, folks. <laughs> I just had to intentionally put some uh, typos in there and uh, just wanted to make sure everybody's did awake. Did you do them intentionally? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I didn't think so. Really, I didn't think so. Jer- Jeremy from uh, our community, he e- or sent me a direct message on Twitter and says, Cliff, did you notice that on the initial reaction, you said initial reaction for meet Kevin Jones? Did you? Yeah. That's awesome. Note to self, don't do the show notes at 2 a.m. Note to self. Note okay. to self. All right. Nice. We do need, we need editors. We need producers too as well. <laughs> Trying to run everything all at the same time is crazy. So I want to say thank you to the 34 people who are now viewing us live on Ustream. I, I just want to thank you for spending your Saturday evening with us. I can't tell how many people are in the TalkShoe chat room at this time, but there's a bunch. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you. Shelly says, Cliff doesn't like the former point guard for the Suns. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> One of the many reasons why Cliff usually okay. ignores the I'm chat gonna room. Guess, I'm going to guess the Phoenix Suns. Oh. And so then it would be a basketball player. Okay, so that's Is Kevin Johnson. that right? Jo- yeah, and that would and be, that Kevin, would be Johnson. Kevin Johnson. And it's actually Stephanie that doesn't like Michael, so... Correct. Uh, I it totally is Stephanie that doesn't like Michael or Kevin Johnson for that matter. And I will have to agree with what <laughs> Shelly says. Shelly, Stephanie does rock. Thanks. And she says I rule. So All right. And Chris <laughs> is confirming that you are correct. And now the chat room is going by so fast I have no clue what they're saying. Sweet. Also, in the studio. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the studio. Jeremy says Michael e- equals vomiting noises. <laughs> Wonderful. And in in the studio, we are honored to have my brother, Parker J. Lilly III. He says, what's up? He says, what's up? So he is in he is in the house. He is here observing and uh, he's about to get a taste of what it's like to be overindulged. He is our first child, (laughs) isn't he? When Stephanie and I were first (laughs) married, how old was PJ then? Um, Seven or eight. So he was seven or eight years old. And we to- <laughs> we toted him around everywhere, and everybody did. did think actually, he was our first, kid. He, they did, and um, the first vehicle that Cliff and I actually bought together was a minivan because PJ was with us, and we had to we had to consider, you know, that where we would be going and and if we would have enough room for. Yeah, for everyone. So it was kind of funny. So let's go ahead and get back yeah. uh, onto the reason why we're here tonight, and that is to discuss this episode. <laughs> they want you to wave to the camera, dude. Uh, you you got to get in the camera's view. Uh, there he is. <laughs> there there is. you go. Briefly. All right. He's made his appearance, and that's about all you're <laughs> gonna get. It. <laughs> 
All right, so folks, we've got a show planned for you tonight. Yes, I did do show preparation, as hard as that is to believe. I actually did it this week. And so I have a bunch of topics here in our show notes. And for those of you in the chat room, we've posted a link. And if you don't have it, just what? What did I say? What? You didn't say anything. Um, You've got to ignore no, okay. the chat room if it's really funny. I, well, I can't. They, okay, they tell asked, me what they said. Okay, they asked PJ to I wave to the said. camera. Someone else says, oh, how cute. And then the person who requested that he waved missed it. And it was just funny. I'm just like, <laughs> poor thing. She okay. missed it. <laughs> All right. We apologize so to those I'm of sorry you listening. For the distractions. You know, I didn't know podcast. we were you streaming. Cliff kind of surprised me with that. And. There's just tons of distractions in here tonight. Okay, I'm so sorry. So right. I know. I got the camera in the chat room, which is distracts me enough every time. <laughs> and now PJ. So, Stephanie, some okay. people are wondering if there were two helicopters. It, it seemed that way, didn't it? Well, I don't think that there are. But you don't think that there are. Do you think that there are? Do you know why people would question that whether or not there are one or two helicopters and, and the reason behind that? No. All right. Well, would you like me to share? Sure. All right. So Bye. so somebody in our forum wrote, and I, I can't remember his username. It's something like hell something. But anyway, uh, I, I can't remember what it is. But anyway, if the freighter carries one helicopter and Naomi crashed it into the ocean, what helicopter is Frank flying around in? Where did the second helicopter come from? Does the freighter carry two helicopters, but only one is visible to us? This is driving me crazy. And uh, Chef Mark has a pretty good answer, I think. Okay. There's a little discussion back and forth. And this wasn't just in our forum. I went over to uh, the fuselage, and there's a lot of people talking about it there as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. However, uh, there was com- a lot of conversation about whether or not Naomi would allow herself to be the co-pilot of a helicopter. Meaning, you know, would she really allow, um, would she really allow, uh, what's his name again? Uh, the guy that drives around the helicopter. He's the pilot. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? I can't I remember. remember his name. Frank. Frank. Okay, Frank. So, uh, so Frank, anyway, um, would she allow Frank to be the pilot? She doesn't seem like the type. Okay. And so here's, here's what Chef Mark says. Actually, why don't you read it? Okay. Naomi never said or implied that she was a pilot. In fact, if you look at what she was wearing when we first saw her in the tree, she was outfitted in a full jumper gear, including air mask in the helmet, which means that she was prepared to skydive from a very high elevation. I'm guessing that means she was she was most definitely not the pilot. I think Frank dropped her and made his way back to the freighter. We may have assumed it crashed, but as we've learned, even when you see a crash, it doesn't always mean it happened in this show. When you don't see a crash, there's always an implication that it didn't happen. All right. So the one thing I do agree with Chef Mark is that when we saw her land on the island, she did seem to be uh, well suited up. For she was. Well, that's her- how she got caught in the in the tree. Right. Was not. I'm sorry. Wasn't she caught by her by her? Exactly. But she she looked like she was going to be dropped onto the island Mm -hmm. via parachute anyway. Well, yeah. And didn't she say that she wasn't there was someone else who was supposed to have jumped with her? I don't know if she said that or not, but I do know that I personally remember hearing a splash in the ocean. So that's where a lot of the conversation is is happening. But you remember um, even when they landed on the island this time, now that they're all there, they thought the helicopter crashed, and Frank says, 
who do you think I am? I've you know, ne- I've never crashed. So exactly. It could have appeared that he crashed. And yeah. And then, and then of course, Chris in the chat room is saying what we were going to say next is that, you know, you might have heard some splashing out in the ocean, but there were some very heavy supplies that could be carried on a helicopter, which they probably dumped overboard to help yes. lighten the load. OK. All right. So very cool. Anyway, next is Ben's setup. And this is something that Faith wrote in the gspn.tv slash forum. Okay. She wrote, I think Alex was right. Ben would never want to see her hurt, but I think he did want to see Carl and Carl and Rousseau out of the picture. I think the others killed them so that Alex would have no choice but to go to the temple where Ben thinks she will be safe. And then Allison wrote, Stephanie? That was so a setup and interesting that Alex is now back at being Ben's daughter in yes. quotations. So yeah. she is now once again Ben's daughter. So he effectively has, if he set this up, which I'm is what's, what did. people are speculating, that he indeed orchestrated this event. Now, Stephanie, I am going to ask you. And I'm going to ask everybody in our chat room, anybody that's live, if you don't have a link to the show notes, ask somebody in the chat room to post them for you because you will want to see the screen capture. For those of you who are listening via the podcast later, you will want to go to gspn.tv. And then once you get there on the right hand side, there'll be a list of all of our shows. Total, okay. of, total of about 17 or 18 podcasts from What's Stephanie and I. What's that to do with the screen capture? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> if, if you're listening via podcast, you'll want to click on Weekly Lost Podcast. Okay. Look at oh, episode. Go okay. You're going to want to look for episode 151. Should be the most recent episode if you're listening to this within a couple of days of us releasing this. or Actually, within a week. And then what you want to do is you want to look down at the screen capture. Now, scroll down. Keep scrolling until you see the first picture, Stephanie. You're taking me out of order. I am taking you out of order. I want you to scroll down to the picture, uh, the first picture where it says Dharma logo. Now I got to make my box bigger. Oh my goodness (sighs) gracious. I I am so sorry that I have to inconvenience you in this way. I'm telling you, I'm trying to watch the chat and anyway. Okay. So here in in the order of what we see, ignore the guy in the hospital bed, ignore the nice guy, old looking guy there. Even though they look like the same person. Yeah. Well, well, don't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Ignore, um, uh, what's her name? Alex. Alex. Ignore Michael's passport and then stop at the next picture of the jungle. That's the picture of the jungle. Do you see it? It's a big picture of the jungle. Hold on. I got to make my box bigger. Oh my God. Just make your box big as you can make it because it's going to be that important. Okay. Okay. Follow me here. Okay. Follow you. Follow me here. Okay. So do you see the picture? (laughs) Do you see the guy with the Dharma logo on his back? No. Okay. So I can tell by the silence. You don't see it. I'm PJ, I'm going to ask you, do you see the guy with the Dharma logo in this in picture? In the first picture, right? In the first picture. Okay. Well, is he in any tree? Is he on the ground? Is okay. Well, hold on. Because I, I want to tell you. I don't know what you're talking I, about. I, I, don't worry, PJ. It, it, it's like an optical <laughs> illusion. I promise you. Because here's. So if I, if I like stare at it long enough it's and not one move of, it. It's, well, it's not one of those. It's not one of those. Check this is out. Is it really there? Here's the deal. Whoa. Some, 
Wait. Nothing. What's wrong? My screen just moved all on its own. Oh, that's funny. So, Stephanie, okay, <laughs> here's the situation. I was I was in the fuselage when I saw somebody post a link to this. It's like, okay. did you see this? I think this guy's wearing, was that a Dharma logo on the back of the person who was the shooter in that scene? And I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And, the, and I'm looking at this. It's like, I stared at it. I stared at it. I stared at I it. I see something or... Okay, and so I thought for sure, and everybody, everybody, you just look at the entire thread, post after post, I don't see anything, I don't see anything, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, somebody has posted a hoax. No, I see it. Well, did you scroll down? Scroll down, and then look at it. There, what they did is they, in the next screen capture, mm-hmm. they outlined it, it says Dharma logo patch, and mm-hmm. you see the guy hunched down. Now, do you see him, PJ? Yeah. So he's definitely there, and I mean, now if you go back up, you see him. Yeah, I saw him before I scrolled down. I it just takes you, you, you exactly. it just takes you out. You know what? It almost just looks like a log because it looks so much like right. the, the tree trunks. Now, here, now, in the show notes, in the show notes, I want you to click on the link under this. It's a moving image that you can find from uh, lost.qubit. So I need to click this Cl- link. Click the link and check out that image. It's it, what they did is they pa- pasted and made a animated. Oh, that's cool! You can see him moving, and so if you close that out and you're back is at the show an notes, Easter egg. I think so. That Special is definitely that is definitely a Dharma logo on the back of it that is, guy's shirt, the back isn't of it? That dude moving. That's kind of creepy. That is very creepy. But anyway, I just thought that was very interesting. Special props to the folks over there at the fuselage for pulling that one out. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. Okay. So scroll back up. Sorry. Go back. All, oh, goodness. That's the wrong button. Scroll all the way back up into our show notes. What are you laughing at? Nothing. Are you distracted again? No. All right. Me? I never get distracted. Let's talk about the man in the coffin. Do we know who the man in the coffin is now? Are you? I, I'm more and more convinced that it's Michael. Okay. Okay. I've said that it's Michael from the beginning. Okay, good. So you and I are on the same page. I suppose. How can you suppose? I'm saying it's Michael, or, and you're saying it's Michael. So would I'm that... on page 15. What page are you on? Huh? I'm on page 48. You said, are we on the same page? Right. Maybe we're just not even in the same book. <laughs> it could be the problem. All right. So we both believe it's Michael in yeah, the coffin. And of course, we said that the the newspaper, of course, gave a, a, an alias that we had not heard of before and said he was survived by a teenage son, right. which we see that... In the flashback here that, of course, he's taken on the name Kevin Johnson and has a teenage son that is, that is surviving him. Well, so, was Kevin Johnson the name on the... No, no, it was a different name. It was a different However, name. Kevin okay. Johnson was a name that he was given by Ben for the boat. For the boat. For so the, it just would right. make sense Since that when that he goes when he back, back... He has a different name. Exactly. What, I, what, name, what name was he... What alias was he using... In before the, in the Tom, new, before Tom came and said you have to go to the I boat, don't, we didn't know. In fact, when he went to the hospital, they said you didn't have any idea. You oh, know what's your right. name? What's your name? And All we know Tom. is there's you had a letter to Walt. So okay. And so this could make. I mean, now that we see this, we know that Walt, I guess, supposedly doesn't want anything to do with Michael. Could because and, he killed and, two people. And this would be a reason why Walt, though he is the surviving son of Michael, why wouldn't he wouldn't there. come to the funeral. Interesting, huh? Interesting. Very interesting. So yeah, I still kind of believe that. I, I still believe that it's him. 
All right. Now, Willis MJW in our forum wrote that there was no sound in his ABC affiliate uh, delivery of Lost this Thursday evening. And I will let you know that we, and and he's wondering if it was only him. Other folks in the chat room said, I think it must have been you because they hadn't had any problems. However, in our chat room. Yeah, go ahead. No, you tell. Oh, I was going to say that um, after we recorded... The initial reaction, we went upstairs and watched Eli Stone and our ABC affiliate lost sound throughout the... Yeah, there, it dropped the sound completely sound from... completely for a while. Yeah, and, and of course, we were doing the chat... No, you weren't in the chat room during the show, were you? I was in the chat room no, during... No, I need to actually watch the show. I, I know you do. And I'm glad... I'm so glad that you do. So... Um, However, I was watching the chat room while we were watching the episode and right. several people in the chat room were complaining they had no audio. Yeah. And uh, that would be so frustrating. That really would. It really would. So anyway, that just want to say that you guys are not alone. There were certain people but on the can, East Coast you know, that had some issues. But you can catch it on ABC.com. The so next I guess day. They don't really, well, at midnight. Okay. So anyway, why doesn't Ben want the freighter blown up? This is something somebody in our uh, chat room was writing uh, down. They were saying, to me, this is the most significant thing that we learn. Ben and Widmore are painting each other as horribly dangerous enemies. And yet Ben does not actually want Michael to blow up the boat. Why? And of course, he says something about we don't want to blow up the innocents. Right. But I think that he also needed to know that Michael was willing to blow, blow up the boat. Yeah, that is something that I believe is very possible that he you know, wanted. Maybe it was never, maybe it was never in the, you know, it was never part of the plan that he would actually blow up the boat. But the 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 real reason behind it was to know that Michael would do it. Here's what I like. Um, I've seen some speculation online that says that that Ben and Widmore are actually working together. And oh, that's that creepy. and that Mi- Miles is the middleman. The Miles is the guy. Remember, it said Miles is exact. So the mm-hmm. one girl says Miles is exactly where he wants to be. Right. And then uh, what's her name? Harper. Yeah. Harper says Ben is exactly where he wants to be. Hmm. And they get there. And remember, we've already talked about this this strange conversation they had. The three point two million dollars. Now, what would it be, Stephanie? That would cost three point two million dollars exactly. I don't know. Why not 3.3? Why not 3.5? Some people think that it has to do with the with the with the 3.25 bearing because 3.2 yes. million dollars is 3.2 and 5 zeros following it. Exactly. So so some people are connecting the two but I don't I don't know what could cost exactly 3.2 million. How <laughs> hey million I, dollars. I have I have an idea. <laughs> How about it might cost $3.2 million to buy the wreckage of another air, air jet liner and uh, jet plane, and it might cost, uh, in, but why ad- would- in addition to digging up uh, what is, how many hundred bodies and burying those at sea. So could it be that Widmore did the work of staging the fake Oceanic Airline crash and so he wants ben to pay for it and ben is the one who needs to go pay for it i don't know it, it doesn't make well you know shelly is reminding us that tom said it cost four thousand five hundred or four thousand four hundred fifty thousand four hundred fifty thousand dollars for the plane right and did we the kn- 324 325 people came from a cemetery in thailand 
So I I don't I don't know. So I mean, I, I, it's I'm an interesting we, theory, but yeah, I'm I, not saying we have the answer. But you know, there are some speculation online that Ben and Widmore are actually working together. It's the first place I've ever heard it, and I think it's just interesting to think of. All right, well, give them an interesting theory. All right, right well, now. here we go. This one, this is from our good friend Tom. It's an interesting theory. All right. Yep, yep. So anyway, let's move on. Um, I the, the official Lost podcast came out yesterday. I listened to it today. Not very interesting. Didn't say a whole lot, really. Uh, really? Somebody uh, else tweeted that they liked it. Really? I listened to it. The most interesting thing was the fact that the fire alarm went off at the ABC Studios office. Really? During the recording, and they actually paused and came back later. That's that awesome. Was, that was like the coolest <laughs> thing about it. Uh, but I really didn't get anything other than the fact that they did finally confirm that we do we have seen the Oceanic six, six. and right. so uh, and even still they didn't confirm and say name all six of them. But I think it's pretty well, obvious. But I think they showed us all it's six ob- at the end of the episode. Yeah, it, it in is. the preview for next week anyway. Oh, yeah. well, uh, it was for... coming up on Lost. Okay, and it, and it showed. So yeah. All right, so we won't go anywhere else with that. I just wanted to say that uh, another thing that was pulled up in the forum conversations that I really didn't realize, and this comes from K-Dog from the Fuselage. Mm -hmm. He said his 12-year-old daughter was in the room and caught this. And she says, hey, Dad, didn't Libby have blankets when Michael shot her in the hatch? She did. She was getting blankets for her date with Hurley. But what I but what I did not realize and what I didn't actually put two and two together was that in Michael's um, vision of Libby, she was bringing blankets into the room as the nurse. Oh. Ah, see? Yeah. You, the lights just yeah. went ice. Did you see that, PJ? That was no, awesome. He, he's watching the oh, chat okay, room. Okay, he's watching the <laughs> chat room. That chat room is very distracting, isn't it? So... I've seen this show like twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, but yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. I, did, I mean, it's like, why cool. did I not see that? And here a 12 year old picked that up. So that was totally awesome. Now, Shelly is in the chat They're room and Shelly wants to bring something into the conversation here. So Shelly, you're unmuted. Go right ahead. Hi, everyone. I just want to say hi. Um, I'm so excited to say hi to you, Cliff, and also Stephanie. But um, something that I have um, along the lines of that scene when Libby comes in is, yeah, that was something that jumped out at me. That was that eerie um, thing that was pulling at um, that was pulling at Michael's guilt because he obviously shot her when she had the blankets, but also she called him Mr. Johnson. And that was before Tom showed up to give him the alias of Kevin Johnson. Wow. So I thought that that was very strange. That uh, that to me proves that the island is actually manifesting itself, much in the same way that it manifested itself to show Charlie to Hurley. And maybe that's why the other person was able to see Charlie. Very uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that, I thought she said Mr. Dawson, so I... Which was, you know, I don't, I don't know his I, last name, right? I, it, it's Isn't very it? well, yeah. Michael his, Dawson. Michael Dawson, I think, so is I thought, his last name. I thought she said Dawson. I thought she said Mr. Dawson, but I could be, you know, I could be wrong. So. All right. Well, either way, it was. Still, Lord knows it's happened before. Uh, actually, uh, but Shelley, I do agree with. Neon Girl says I agree. It was Dawson that she said. Shelly says she watched it again. So I mean, I, I yeah. Absolutely, I agree with her that it's the island that's calling Michael. Okay. Because we've seen that this island is, well, it's kind of weird. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, is there there has been... So, well, hold on. I, I in, in defense of the island, not 
doing anything theory because I, I don't think that the island manifests itself as uh, as people and things like that. But there has been some speculation that Mike Michael has some kind of unique special gift as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know where I'm coming from? So it could be that Michael is tuned in to some kind of super psychic state as well. But okay. Anyway. Are they saying maybe it was Jawson? <laughs> Let's make everybody right in this episode. All right. So anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so moving right along, let's skip over the not being able to die, and we'll come right back to that. And let's go ahead, since we're in the hospital, we just saw Libby. Right before Libby, uh, there was something something interesting that happened. This is coming from a user named Kenna, or Kena, on the fuselage, and he or she wrote, After Michael's attempted suicide by car crash, there are two different patients in the hospital room with Michael. Before Libby enters the room, the man in bed next to Michael has a full beard and a hair and a head of hair and and breathing tubes. After Libby's appearance, the man next to Michael is different. His hair is uh, is obscured, but the but now he has a ventilator bag and a different amount of facial hair. Now. I have a screen capture here, and if you look at it, it looks either like, uh, it could look like Frank, the helicopter pilot, only older, Okay. although most people are arguing that it is indeed Alvar Hanso. Okay. Now, Alvar Hanso, if you go to lostpedia.com, I've also got the images of him, or the image of him in our show notes for those of you on the podcast. Go check them out on our website. Those of you in a live show, you see in our show notes a picture of Alvar Hanso from the Lostpedia site. Look at that guy. Does it not look identical? So, it's definitely a different guy before the image or before Libby, and then after Libby. So Michael was in the same room, possibly, with Alvar Hansa. Does that make sense at all? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, very interesting. I don't think and it looks like Frank. It, I don't, you're right. I, Frank's I, a little it too doesn't, rough. Yeah, it doesn't make He's sense. He's more rough looking. Yeah, and, and he actually would, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But the fact that that could be Alvar Hanso makes me feel... All right. So, moving right along. Okay. Moving right along. Thank All you, right. Jeremy. All right. Not being able to die. Journeyman wrote, Stephanie, you want to read that? Where are we? We're back above the show. Where show-ness. are we? I feel like Charlie. Between Libby's blankets and the guy in the hospital. Right. Where are we? You, are you with me now? Yeah. Journeyman. Poor Charlie didn't even get to stay alive long enough to figure out where they were. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was his question. Where are where we? Where are we? So, uh, Stephanie, will you read what Journeyman wrote? Sure thing. Maybe Michael and Jack can't kill themselves off the island because they are not really alive when they are off the island. If you're not alive, you can't kill yourself. Before you flame me, just hear me out. I'm not saying they are dead. Others can see them and interact with them. But if they were not supposed to leave the island, as Bearded Jack believes, maybe they are time traveling in quotations as part of course correction in quotations until they get back to where they are supposed to be the crash site that would explain the despair jack michael and hurley seem to be experiencing the despair of knowing you don't belong where you are even sensing that you are not fully alive off island 
When Tom says the island won't let you die, I don't think he literally means the lost island. I think the island is a metaphor for a state of being everyone is experiencing. In that state of being, whether it is called time traveling or altered consciousness, the laws of nature as we know them do not apply. Thoughts? It's an interesting theory. Absolutely. And that's pretty much all I have to say for that one. It is an interesting theory. Uh, not really dead. Mm, I don't know. So uh, beyond that, that's really the that's that's a majority of the conversation that's happening out okay. in forum land. Forum land. I do have some additional screen captures. I just want to show you guys and share with you. And again, these will be in the show notes for you, those of you who are listening via podcast. And uh, the next one, uh, if you'll scroll down, Stephanie, you'll see what's in Alex's ear. Now, I think this is probably well, that's not d- next. It's. Oh, well, if you, it's the next one we're covering. So anyway, if you look down, you see a screen capture of Alex. It looks as though she's trying to pass a kidney stone or something. I don't know. But it looks like the love of her life just got shot in the back. This could be. Maybe that's what it looks like. Followed by her mother. <laughs> but anyway, so some- she just met. <laughs> So maybe that's why Cut she her looks the slack. <laughs> oh gosh. So poor kid, she can't catch a break. I tell dad's you. psycho. No doubt. Mom's a little rough around the edges. Yes. <laughs> a little rough. She could use a little secret, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Aren't you glad you used dial? You know what? That's what? something to cover because she's been on that island she... for 16 years and I doubt she found a razor. <laughs> That is hilarious. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and you know about those French chicks. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything beyond that. I don't Did I just say that? I don't Out loud, even. I, they, I am just kidding. Out loud, even. I am just kidding. Oh. That's one country we can never go to uh, now. No doubt. Here comes the hate mail. <laughs> So anyway, I think it looks like maybe a braid or something. That, you know, I, when you get your hair braided, you what? can get the beads put. Yeah, in. I don't think she went and had extensions put in her hair. I didn't on say that. extensions. I think she probably I said a braid. I think she probably had She's been marked. Yes. No, I think that probably this is an in-ear device that she's supposed to have so that she can hear the directions of people that are the director. And I think that it came out of her ear during that high-impact scene. And that's all it is. And it just didn't get caught. But the folks who were watching it live actually caught that and went back and purposely looked for that screen capture. I saw that. That's what amazes me. I saw that come out of... You didn't... No, you saw that come out of her ear? Yeah. No way. I'm t- I don't follow the chat room during the show. <laughs> That's probably why. All right. The next screen capture that I have, and it is next, by the way, Stephanie. I, it is next. It's I'm in proud chronological of you. order chronological for you. Order. Okay. And some other people in the chat room are saying they saw it as well. So the next one is Michael. <laughs> we're, we're the, they're, the, they're probably the same people who remembered that... Uh, that uh, Juliet slept with Goodwin. Yeah, that's probably the same people. <laughs> anyway, the, the they're my people. Yes, the, the ones, the Stephanie Rocks people. All right, gotcha. Mo- hold on, hold on, hold on. Stephanie rules. You can't move on from there because my greatness is everywhere. Come on, oh my gosh. You just can't handle being not being number one. Okay. You, number two does not it, become you. You can't handle being second. I can handle being third. Okay. All right. Now we can move along. Thank, 
Thank you. Okay, so the next one is Michael Dawson's or Kevin Johnson's, not Jones, uh, passport. If you look at his passport ID number, top right-hand corner, notice that the letters starting it off are H-N-S-O. Hanso. Hanso. Anyway, that's all I wanted to point out there. Very interesting indeed. Nothing else to see moving right along. All right. So, and then, of course, next we have listener feedback. Who? Oh, Kevin Johnson? Yeah. What year was he born? 63. You just told a lot of people that they're old. (laughs) <laughs> it's older not as, than what i had anticipated it's not as, it's not as bad as my french women chat it wasn't no, my that. dad was born in 63 and i don't think that he's old at all what i'm saying is he is older than i anticipated the character to be okay i'm saying that Good i don't save. think it's not a save it is <laughs> the honest to god's <laughs> truth i think for sure you just said man he's old <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that too. And what I'm telling you is that I do not believe that born in 63 makes you old. Mm-hmm. That is how old my parents are. <laughs> okay. What I am telling you. <laughs> y'all are going to be. <laughs> you know what? I love you guys. So here's the thing. I don't think that Michael Dawson is what does it 47 yeah no i agree okay uh-huh. and so i'm saying that they made kevin johnson a lot older than what i think michael dawson to be okay fair enough fair enough i don't think he is old okay he's got a long time for that okay <laughs> you're only as old as you feel <laughs> <laughs> All right. A, a couple people actually emailed in. Folks, um, if you want to be in our show, I, I'm going to ask that you please do me a favor and and do send in audio feedback. Uh, if you have some awesome things to say, and so many of you really do, you have you send in some great emails regarding Lost, I suggest uh, go to gspn.tv slash forum and please sign up, register for an account there. You don't have to regist- register for an account to read what everybody else is writing, but if you want to post something, please sign up for an account. We'll get you approved, get you right in there, and you can bring some awesome Lost theories. Uh, now, Stefan from the ne- Netherlands wrote something. It's extremely long. I'm not going to read it here because he did leave us an audio f- feedback before the show. He wanted to clear something up, but I'm going to ask if he wants to, to record us another one for next week. Uh, Jeremy, because he wrote in from the UK, I'm going to give him some slack here. We're going to go ahead and read his email. So, Stephanie, you want to read what Jeremy S. wrote? Yes. I had to find it, you know, since you're not going in chronological order. I'm so sorry, babe. <laughs> Okay, just finished listening to your initial initial reaction of Meet Kevin Johnson. Or Jones. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's Meet Kevin Johnson. Gotcha. Or Dawson. Or Dawson, yeah. Or Dawson. Yeah. And <laughs> thought I'd email in time for the weekend review. You spoke about how jumping through time slash island healing people and was, was just about okay. But the island stopping you kill killing yourself was a little far-fetched just to say there are specific scientific theories about this nothing proven of course but since time travel has been proven technically possible people have have been coming up with paradoxes going back in examples going back in time and killing your own father how could you have then been born people have also come up with theories about how this can be explained one theory has a certain amount of acceptance 
that has a certain amount of acceptance is that the universe will not let things happen that cannot, for example, the above. And in order to stop this, chance will step in. Quantum physics, which I understand nothing about. Quantum physics basically says that anything can happen. Just most out of the ordinary things are very unlikely. When you distort time or space, however, and are about to kill your father, it is possible, you'll have to believe me, that the air around you could suddenly form a wall to prevent you from killing your father. A gun jamming isn't much for the universe to make happen in order to stop this kind of paradox. (laughs) Not exactly as on lost but interesting nonetheless especially with the linking of time travel sorry for the link of the email quantum physics kind of warrants long emails very cool look forward to the weekend review thank you very much jeremy um that wasn't a long email it i think it was long but that's just because i get so many emails uh let's see here shelly uh in the chat room says cliff why is hanso issuing passports if ben killed everyone in the dharma initiative my question especially now seeing that the shooter of alex and da- or of carl and danielle was possibly wearing a dharma initiative uniform my question is really did all those people really get exterminated did they kill all of them or could it possibly be that ben lied I don't know. What do you think? Ben lied I, never. It's very, very possible. Now, the folks in the chat room, looks like Shelly is asking me to pull up this link that she's posted in the chat room here. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And let's do a paste here. And voila. And it has. Um, oh, my goodness. Check it out. There are his. That is. um Ben's passports and look at that HNSO HNSO to so so Do y'all know that I can't pull up the link if you keep typing <laughs> so anyway even <laughs> even if you go back to the episode where we saw Ben's uh, Ben's password passport it okay. also uh, has Hanso HNSO cool. on the passport number so okay. very interesting Indeed. And maybe even more credence that there's a connection between Widmore Industries, Hanso, Pake Industries, and Benjamin Linus. They're all connected. Heck yeah. I think the writing's on the wall. And in fact, they're saying that the uh, number on the passport is HNSO12153, both on Ben's passport and on Michael's passport. Well, isn't that nifty? Well, that is very nifty. Hmm. And it says here, and it says same numbers. One is a Swiss passport and one's a U.S. passport. Very, very interesting. See, this is why I love having a live show and having a live internet audience because they are amazing. Now, we're going to go ahead and play some listener feedback here because that's the time of the show that it is right now. (laughs) Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. All right, Stephanie, we have um, two sets of feedback 
the first five callers are all called in prior to the episode airing. So uh, one particular individual said, please understand, make sure that people know that I left that message before we saw the episode so they don't think I'm crazy or something. Uh, so let's go ahead and play these. These are all episode pr- or prior to the episode being aired. Okay, give me one second. <laughs> And uh, let's uh, see if we can get this to work again. Did you like how I did that? That was a good time. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Stefan from the Netherlands, first-time caller. I wanted to share my thoughts on Miles demanding $3.2 million from Ben. In The Other Woman, Captain Gull told Desmond and Said that the plane crash in the ocean was staged and said, where exactly does one come across 324 dead bodies? And that Mr. Gerard and Mr. Hume is just one of the many reasons why we want Benjamin Linus. On one of the many other Lost podcasts, I picked up a suggestion that Ben purchased the dead bodies for $10,000 each, which would make for $3.24 million. It was then suggested that Miles just wanted to let Ben know that he knew about Ben's identity and what a bad person he was. But what if Ben and Mr. Whitmore, who sent the Freddy's to the island, were actually doing business and Ben purchased the dead bodies from Mr. Whitmore? He then disappeared to the island without paying the $3.24 million. Obviously, because Mr. Whitmore wanted his money, he started to investigate into where Ben could be. When the fake plane wreckage was found with exactly 324 dead bodies, Whitmore knew in what direction he had to look for Ben and started to investigate the plane crash Ben was trying to fake. In the investigation of the Flight 815 crash, he discovered that the Black Rock disappeared in the exact same location, which explains why he purchased the Black Rock Journal at the auction, because he hoped that it contained the coordinates that he could use to find the island. I think this makes a lot of sense. The only thing is that Miles wanted $3.2 million from Ben and didn't ask for exactly $3.24 million. What do you guys think? I think that's very interesting. Thank you very much, Stefan, from the Netherlands. Uh, very, very interesting indeed. Absolutely. I, I think that I, I'm really liking the idea of Widmore and Benjamin Linus working together. Although, I cannot imagine Widmore going to the island just for $3.2 million. Mm-hmm. I would have to think that there's yeah. a little bit more involved in that, such as he 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 is very interested in the properties of the island. And I think that maybe Ben promised them something and, and he's like, okay, now we have a way of locating the island. I don't know. It's interesting stuff. We'll see how it plays out. I just really talked a whole lot and didn't say anything at all. Did you notice that? I'm How's pre- that new? I'm pretty good after a hundred and some odd episodes of doing it, though. Here's Chris coming up next. Hello, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Chris on San Jose calling uh, to reach you on the Lost podcast. So here's my theory. I've heard that many people have said or wondered if Jen's flashback in G Yon was just merely for the setup of a gotcha. I don't think anything is wasted and lost. And I think important information was imparted to us through Jen's flashback. Many have, have wondered since Locke's uh, speech to Walt about the backgammon game of who the players are in this greater conflict. And I believe that in this episode where Captain Galt tells Saeed and Desmond that Mr. Whitmore um, is wondering who would have the resources to fake a, an airplane crash, such as what was found in the Sunday Trench. In that same episode, we have Jen's flashback. And what do we learn in that? we learn that Jin is delivering a panda bear to the Chinese ambassador on behalf of Mr. Pak, son's father. I believe that Mr. Pak was reintroduced to our awareness in that flashback so that we could be reminded, perhaps, of who the other major player is. 
Um, Jen said that Mr. Pack is looking forward to doing business in the great nation of China. China has the world's largest population, and anyone that is able to do business with the blessing and help of the Chinese ambassador to Korea certainly would have um, access to tremendous resources. So I believe that the point of the flashback was to reintroduce to our awareness and consciousness that Sun's father, Mr. Pack, is possibly the other major player, the yin to Charles Woodmore's yang. All right, Chris out. Thank you. All right, Chris, thank you very much for calling in. I, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think there's a Pake connection, obviously. What I followed of it. Yeah. But I, I agree that nothing is wasted on Lost. Everything has, everything on this show has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But, um, hold on. No, go, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not getting ahead of you. Darn it. Everything has a purpose. Oh, I was just thinking while he was talking about that and talking about how they could all be connected and all the major players in the story, you know, not to forget Mr. Pack is a major player. I was thinking about heroes and how maybe we'll see a photograph of them all together. <laughs> that <laughs> so would be a cool know. crossover, wouldn't it? Anyway, it was just, that's just what I was thinking while he was talking. Very cool. So we have somebody from Australia, our good friend, Michaela. Michaela, welcome to the show. It's absolutely great. How's it there on your fine Saturday afternoon in Australia? Sunday afternoon. Oh, Sunday afternoon. Happy Easter. Sunday afternoon. Thank you, Chris. And uh, hi, Steph. How are you going? Hi, good. How are you? Good. It's finally, uh, we had an awful heat wave the last few weeks here, so it's nice and cool today. That's nice. Much better. What do you got to add to the conversation today for us? Well, I was just thinking, and we were chatting about this in 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 the chat room, um, I just thought, we haven't got a firm connection yet between um, Widmore and his knowledge about how the island works and who's on it yet, do we, or not? I don't believe we have a firm confirmed anything of that nature, now. Yeah, because he got the book from um, the auction, the um, Black Rock, is it the log book? Um, but we don't know exactly uh, why he would buy that um so there has to be something that has happened in the past that we haven't seen yet to kick off this interest in finding the island, I imagine. I would say so. Um, I definitely believe that there's going to be more that's going to show how uh, Widmore found out about the island, how he was able to know about where to send his freighter out to find them. Uh, I, I mean, they're quite aware of Ben. I think we're going to see in future episodes or future seasons anyway, we'll see a little bit more of the inter- interaction with between Ben and Widmore in the past. I think that's what's going to be very interesting. Yeah, that'll be really interesting when it comes up. Thanks for that. All right. Thank you very much, and uh, feel free to chat anytime here. Ma- we're going to bring Maggie on the line next. Maggie, you're on the line. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I think he knows about, Widmore knows about the island from the race. I'm not sure if it's necessarily from Desmond or he, something with that boat race that Desmond was entering um, in the, how he got there. Well, let me ask so. you that here, I, I would almost agree with you that, that really Desmond is, it ha, may have a lot to do with why they know where the island is. However, the fact that, you know, they, they seem to be going there to meet Ben. And how would they know about Ben if they're just looking for Desmond? But Ben can get off the island. Yes, I understand that. I, I, so I don't know about that one, but 
But how would they, they? They seem to know. They seem to know a good deal about the island. It's it's interesting that Widmore would want to spend so much money to buy that journal book about the Black Rock when the Black Rock happens to be land or you know crash landed on that island, the same island that Ben happens to be on, which in in which they happen to be going to. There, there's just something that tells me that, that there's something more than just Desmond leading them there. In the same island that Desmond ended up on. It, that seems so coincidental, but obviously I think we're going to see some way that this is all going to be tied in together. And, and the fact that, I mean, it's quite certain to me, and, and it's something that I put into the, uh, the Thomas theory so long ago, is the fact that, that I believe that a lot of these people were designed to be on that plane. It was, it was orchestrated to make sure that certain individuals would be on that plane. S- specifically, I have clear confirmation of that with, with um, Claire because Richard Malkin says you mustn't allow another to raise this child. You must not give this child up for adoption. Month and month, month in and month out, he's no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's like, Okay, I found somebody to adopt your child. You must have them adopt your child. You must take this plane. She goes, well, no, I'll just wait. No, you have to understand. You have to take this flight. So definitely it was orchestrated to have Claire on that plane. Absolutely. I believe in the same way there was something that led Desmond to that island. Well, there's something that led Jack to that plane island and of course christian shepherd because being jack jacob to, incarnate yeah i mean it, <laughs> jack went to australia to look for christian christian shepherd said something to jack way back in i think it's season one and it was all about how how christian shepherd says you don't understand what we're doing is for the greater good or something like that really seemed way out of place except for the fact if you understand that maybe perhaps he is a key player behind the manipulation of everything that's going on and that he believes he's a part of something so much bigger than just chief surgeon of the hospital right Okay, Amanda is saying, then why is Ben surprised there was a spinal surgeon on the plane? Because Ben's a liar. I think Ben's a liar. <laughs> well, it's kind of been proven that Ben's a liar. <laughs> but I'm still I'm still kind of, um, oh, I don't even know who brought it up, but I've been <laughs> not ignoring, but I kind of tuned stuff out so I wasn't going to forget what I wanted to talk about, is this possibility that Ben and, and Widmore work together like years ago mm-hmm. and now are adversaries. This I would be. buy that more than I would buy them working together now. Okay. I, 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 I would you know Ben, f- Ben got the one up on him and so he made it to the Island and, and he is yeah in control. I'm looking of the people, you know, and now Widmore is trying to, you know, get his hand on the book from the black rock and find the Island. And yeah, I think maybe Ben just kind of, beat him to to the island to, yeah but he's been on there since he was a kid but I, I i i totally agree with you there is something that we're gonna see in the in the in the future that's gonna tie all this together and it's gonna be like a aha kind of moment i think it's gonna be awesome there's no doubt about that let's move on to amanda from michigan hi cliff and stephanie and the gspn family this is amanda calling from michigan i hope you're doing well just wanted to make sure that we talk about 
Um, Michael's connection to Saeed and Desmond, I'm not sure how much they interacted on the island. I know with Saeed, Saeed was very unsure about Michael when he was traipsing off to go with the others to get Waltz, but I'm not sure if they ever connected with Desmond. So let's talk about that. All right, keep up the good work. The show is great. I'll see you all later. Bye. Did Desmond and Michael run into each other? I don't recall. Stephanie? Anybody in the chat room? They're saying uh, it doesn't seem like it, and uh, somebody else says no. Um, But on the boat, did it? Did Desmond seem like he knew Michael? I I don't know. Not like not like he knew him. Like no, I I, like Said did. I didn't think, but right. But now that you mention it. Hmm, interesting. We'll have yeah, to watch that again. It was very ambiguous, I think, is what Andrea says, and I would agree with that. Um, he probably knows him just by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably heard a lot I'm about sure Michael. I'm sure that Michael has been talked about once or twice. Right, and and he maybe saw Saeed's reaction to seeing Michael, and maybe that's where it all came from. I don't know. Good, good point. Um, something to look out for if we go and watch it again, which sometimes we just might have to do that. Now, here's a call from Fred from Long Island. I think this is a little funny. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Fred from Long Island calling about the uh, latest Lost podcast in which Cliff was assuring, I believe it was James from Atlanta, uh, that it's okay. Uh, You don't have to apologize if your theory might or your discussion might have been covered in a previous show or the forum. So I... uh, was inspired by that to call in and say that I don't I don't have the time right now, but when I do have time, I want to call in about this theory that I have about uh, Claire's boyfriend. Uh, I believe his name was Thomas, and uh, I think he may have some connection to uh, the uh, you know Widmores or something uh, uh, Oceanic Airlines or. Uh, Dharma, something along those lines. I, I'm, I'm formulating something, and it's a little hazy right now, but I've got to do some research, and I'll get back to you on that. But uh, thanks for giving me that opportunity, guys. Talk to you soon. It's an interesting theory. I, now, I'll tell you what. I really like that theory. The fact that that Thomas guy, back from season one, raised by another, that he might have something to do with this. Now, that's a theory I can buy into. <laughs> Fred from Long Island, welcome to the live show. Way to go, Fred. Way to go. Are you there, Fred? Ah, he's sleeping. <laughs> he is oh, there not he is. sleeping. <laughs> Fred, what's up? I was asleep as a mute switch. Yeah, I just I just had to throw that in. I mean, I was actually driving home at the time, and I said, oh, wait, no, now I have to call and trump up, you know, my Thomas theory. <laughs> very cool. I, I'm very glad you did that. I got a chuckle out of that when I heard it the first time and even the second time. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Fred. We're glad you're on the line with us. Oh, it's glad. It's good to be here. All right. So we're going to move on to the next caller, and it is Jonathan, and this is the last call that was pre-show, I believe. Hey, this is Johnson from Seattle calling again. Uh, I just have a theory that I just thought up a little bit ago. It's uh, about an hour before the show starts tonight, and uh, I was thinking about uh, the coffin, who is in the coffin. And uh, I think that it's Locke. And why I think it's Locke is because I think Locke is going to try to get on to the boat for some reason, 
and on his way over to the boat, he's going to die in the uh, whatever way he throws it, whether it be helicopter, just kind of like how Desmond went through that flashy phase. I think that that's going to happen to Locke, where he just keeps jumping back in through time, and that's going to kill him. And since he's going to be dead on the boat, they're going to end up burying him and having the funeral back at uh, back in regular time or whatever it is. So, yeah, just my theory. The uh, only thing that really doesn't fit in with that is the fact that it says I was a teenage kid, but it might just be a cover-up. So, yeah, thanks. All right, interesting theory. Uh, Maggie's on the line. Oh, wait, first Stephanie, go ahead. I disagree. Okay. Because I don't think Jack would have went. Right. It, you mean Locke? If it was Locke, I don't think Jack would have went. Okay. I don't think any amount of guilt would have made him go to John Locke's funeral. This is true. I would agree with you there. And he was willing I, to kill him himself. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he pulled the trigger. He pulled the trigger. Um, and I don't think that Locke would leave. No. I don't. I just don't think you could get Locke to leave that island. Mm-hmm. But but you know, still interesting theory. Maggie, go right ahead. Well, I've now talked myself out of it, but it's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thought myself out of it. It's an idea that I got from the UK Lost Initiative podcast. They were before this episode about two weeks ago talking about Libby. And I was thinking, what if it was Libby that was in the coffin? But I think, and then I just remembered, we kind of got proven um, this week that Libby's definitely dead. Um, so, and I was just going to bring that up, but then I remembered. Yeah, and the, and the newspaper did clearly indicate that it was, it was a, a man. It was a man survived by a teenage son. And then I thought about that, too. So. Cool. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. I, said, I talked myself out of it. I'm glad we saw Libby again, though. I mean, because they promised that we would see her more in flashbacks and, right. and things. And I love it even better that she's haunting Michael. I think that's really cool. <laughs> but uh, and I'm glad she we got should. to see her again. She should haunt Michael Absolutely in every should. episode from this point forward. That's especially until she proves that she was another. All right, so let's move on to some <laughs> feedback that came in after the show. The first caller being Joe. Hey, this is Joe calling from Berkeley, California, for the Weekly Lost podcast. Been listening for uh, several seasons now, though I don't think I've called in before. Uh, a couple things strike me after this season, uh, this episode. Um, I'm pretty much convinced now that Michael is the man in the coffin in the uh, end of the last season. Um, I think somehow there is a point there where he has reached his redemption and the island has finally allowed him to die. Uh, And so that's almost a a kind of a blessed thing that he's dead at the end. Um, one thing I'm wondering was, was it when, when Miles went to see the woman whose grandson had died, um, was that Michael's mom and was the kid therefore Walt? Um, I'd love to see a screen capture of the two. Uh, they may just be completely mangled in my mind together. Uh, and one thing from an earlier episode that I don't think I had heard mentioned, though I had heard you talking in a previous episode about not talking about whatever things had been previously mentioned. Um, when Harper appeared to Juliet and the other woman in the uh, forest, uh, people seem to be saying that that is Harper herself having come from the temple. Uh, but my thought is, especially with the whispering around and with her, kind of appearing and disappearing abruptly, 
it, it struck me that that obviously was not Harper, but was the monster slash Jacob slash whatever uh, appearing as her to Juliet as possibly the most effective person to get the message across. Uh, anyway, uh, these are my ramblings. Uh, look forward to hearing what you think of it and continuing to listen to your wonderful show. Bye. Joe, uh, thank you very much for calling in. And, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what to think about all the details uh, there. But, you know, obviously, you know, there's a lot to think about. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to Hubert from Hebron, Kentucky. Hey, Cliff. Hey, staff. This is uh, your neighbor, Hubert, from Hebron, Kentucky, with a reaction to the Kevin Jones episode, Meet Kevin Jones on Lost. Um, did anybody else notice how central the weaponry was to this episode and uh, how different some of the weapons were to what we have seen before in Lost? What I mean by that is uh, the obvious one is uh, Michael slash Kevin's uh, gun jamming when he tries to kill himself. But um, the the other intriguing thing, when they were playing this little game of skeet on the freighter, uh, they were using a uh, latest great military assault rifle for uh, firing at those skeets. Uh, skeet is, of course, normally played with a shotgun. Uh, and uh, you wouldn't expect to find assault rifles on your average freighter, so there's definitely something to that. And then uh, the scene where uh, Rousseau and uh, Carl get shot, uh, you don't see the gun, but um, from the, the impact and the sound, um, it appears to be a, a pretty high-powered um, rifle with a, uh, with a silencer. Again, we haven't seen anything like that. That, that would be a, um, a sniper gun. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that on, on Lost. I mean, what we've seen on Lost so far is like the, uh, the, the hunting rifle that, um, that uh, Rousseau is having. Completely different. I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Just uh, thought I'd uh, pass on the observation there. Thank you. Hubert, thank you so much for your call. And, uh, you know, that is an interesting point that it did seem that we had completely different weapons all throughout this episode than, really than what, we're, that we're really used to seeing. So, uh, good catch on that. I don't know what implication but aren't they that. But they from different sides. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're from. Does that, am I making sense? You, I understand what you're. Different factions, okay. you mean? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. But but it was just know. a good point that, that they definitely brought into the picture that they are diff- some unique different weapons there. Uh, next we have Kimball from is it Arizona I think. Hey Cliff and Stephanie, it's Kimball from Arizona uh, calling to admit yes I was wrong. Uh, Michael was the man on the boat, not Walt. Um, and I was actually glad when they showed the backstory that they showed that it wasn't that he went off the island and went straight to the freighter because that did, just didn't make sense to me. Uh, how they explained that he went back home and then uh, and then you know, eventually got the job to go on to the freighter, that totally made sense, and now I, I, I'm okay with that. It's, it's okay. Um, but uh, very interesting stuff, and, um, and, uh, and I don't know if this is a spoiler, but in the previews it does show that they showed the six, Oceanic Six, and uh, Aaron is one of the Oceanic Six, so that should put to rest any rumors that uh, because he wasn't on the manifest, he doesn't count because uh, they showed right there that he is a six, the sixth member. So thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right, Kimball, thank you very much for that. Uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, they definitely... I don't think that's a spoiler because they definitely did share that. Well, it could be a spoiler for the people who don't watch the previews. This is true. Although, I think you could just assume. I mean, the, I mean, the only thing that would be questioned is whether one of the six would be Jen and then he died or would it be Aaron? And but if Jen was a, one of the six and then he died, then the date on his headstone would not be the date of the crash hence why i don't think it's really a spoiler i think that they (laughs) clearly indicated that it would be aaron but you know anyway let's move on to seth now seth called in twice he had so much to say hi cliff and stephanie this is seth from yes venice california of muscle beach fame calling for the weekly lost podcast i had a couple observations about last night's episode first thing is i read a spoiler beforehand because I do that, unfortunately, I'm addicted to them, that, that said that we would learn why Bearded Jack in his flash, flash forward couldn't jump off the bridge, and I thought that was strange that we would learn about that in the flashback episode, but turns out I think we did find the answer. The island won't let you kill yourself if it's not finished with you, so that was interesting. The other thing is the code that Michael typed in to arm the bomb was 71776, and... The only thing I could come up with that is that it was July 1776, and of course the significance of that being the Declaration of Independence and the Revolutionary War and all that, so I thought that was probably significant for the war that's coming up that all the promos are talking about. So I don't know, other people have probably found that too, but those were just my couple of observations. Love the show and looking forward to the weekend edition. Bye. Hi Cliff and Stephanie, this is Seth from Venice, California again, calling for the Weekly Lost podcast. I just had a comment about your guys' theory last night that the Christmas lights and poinsettias at Michael's mom's place signified some sort of time travel, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, you know that Christmas decorations go on sale around Halloween or sometimes even before, and I don't think it's too far a stretch to assume that she put those up maybe late November, early December, and I think that's probably around when Michael got off the island, so I don't think that necessarily means that time travel is involved, although it's not its not ruled out given this show, so just thought I'd throw that out there. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Alrighty. Thank you so much, Seth, for your uh, feedback. I'm so glad that you called in. You and have no idea what he said, do you? Stephanie, I was listening to the chat room. I was you were so, listening to the chat room because listening. it's making so much noise, right? I do. I was <laughs> I was going to comment Go on ahead. the fact that I did not bring up the Christmas lights and poinsettias to say that there was time travel, only to point out the time difference between the real world and the island. Well, the real world was about Christmas time and Michael going back. Let's and Christmas just- time can be anywhere from, you know, Thanksgiving. Right. To Valentine's well, on, Day for something. Well, on the island, they cl- <laughs> on on the ship, on the freighter, they clearly showed us it's about Christmas Eve or somewhere. They did. They said, and it was Michael's Eve. flashback going to go see In Walt. The constant could have Christmas been Eve. probably just maybe a month or two earlier than that, which people could have poinsettias and Christmas trees up and all that stuff. Right. That's all he's saying. And so I was listening to him. I know what he's saying. You made me even believe that I didn't listen to him. I didn't call it time travel. I think I did. That's where he's. Well, then he's talking to you, and you're wrong. So whatever. (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Next up is Faith, and it's the last caller of the evening. 
Hey Cliff and Stephanie, this is Faith, formerly of Orange, California, and now of Brentwood, Tennessee. I was talking about this on the forum, but I thought I would call in, and then I realized that my cell phone has horrible reception, so I decided to record this message instead. In this week's episode, Meet Kevin Johnson, Tom told Michael that the island wouldn't let him commit suicide. So there's been discussion about, you know, no one can commit suicide, but also how about some people being protected by the island. And I was thinking, what if Locke is one of these people who's been protected? Um, the first time we saw it happen was when the island basically caused Locke to lose use of his legs long enough for Boone to go up in the plane and then eventually die. And then it happened again when Locke was in the ditch with all the bodies and Walt appeared to him right before he was about to shoot himself. But if we chronologically go backwards, what if the island was trying to protect Locke before he even knew he was going to be on the island? Um, when his father pushed him out the window was a pretty long fall and even though people have survived falls that long, what if the island was just keeping John alive so that he would eventually come to the island? Just an idea I had. I enjoy the podcast. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> oh, 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 that's funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm a little verklempt. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Faith, for your... <laughs> it's hot in here. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Did you Faith. laugh like that dude from Mary Poppins? <laughs> I love to laugh. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Faith, for your feedback. That was totally awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I'm <laughs> Stephanie. Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't do anything to you. You're laughing at me. You laughed first. <laughs> I just followed suit. Anyway, ah, uh, it should it should that be felt no good. That did feel good. Faith, thank you so much for calling in, and I'm so thankful. That um, my favorite GSPN times. Uh, it's been a long time since we did the uh, <laughs> Cliff did the girly laugh. <laughs> anyway, giggle fest are us. So Stephanie, that is the end of our listener feedback. We need right. more listener feedback uh, for our shows for the weekend because we want to hear all of your awesome thoughts. <laughs> and uh, you can call us at area code eight five nine seven nine five. Four zero six seven. I'm so sorry. We are so distracted by the chat room and all the fun festivities. If you guys have never considered joining us live on a Saturday night, uh, any show that starts at 10 p.m. is going to be a fun show with Cliff and Stephanie. That's all I can tell you. There are stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you would never dream possible. Uh, and we just have lots of fun. And you can join us over at, uh, G actually, go to gspn.tv slash schedule. If you go to gspn.tv slash schedule, you'll see a list of all of our live shows when they're planned. And if you ever want to join one of our live shows, you just go to gspn.tv slash live. 
during one of those scheduled times. And of course, we do invite you to come and join our forum at gspn.tv slash forum. And did, people. more than anything, more than anything right now, what we could use is your help in making the future of this lost podcast and all of our other podcasts possible by joining the gspn.tv plus membership team. And basically the idea is that for $10 a month, you get access to things that are not available to people on our free feeds, extra content. And eventually, once we get everything all issued and ready to go, we will have, uh, there'll be certain portions uh, that are only available to plus members of the Weekly Loss Podcast. So anyway, uh, those who get in now, uh, it really does help just get things off the ground here as we focus on Lost full-time. And just so you guys know, just so you're aware of this, um, before this show tonight, I spent approximately three hours putting all the things together so that we could be here. We're talking about an hour for the show. I poured a cup of Kool-Aid. And then there's about an hour's worth of work afterwards. So, um, and this is just one of 17 shows that we produce. And so um, I really do want to encourage you, if you enjoy what we're doing here, Stephanie and I are pursuing this full-time as a career, and we would love to have you join us uh, in, in helping make the future of all this possible uh, by becoming a gspn.tv plus member. And to do that, you simply go to gspn.tv slash plus to read more information. If you have any questions about it at all, you can email me at cliff <clears throat> at gspn.tv. So with that, that is everything we have to share this week. Thank you to everybody. I think at one point, we actually we're at 61 viewers now on Ustream. I can't even count how many people are in the chat room. <laughs> But uh, it's been a fun time. If, if, if you could only know, stream. if you guys could only know how much fun we have in the chat room during this live show, you would just, you'd want to be here. Trust me. Stephanie, until, now there won't be a show Thursday night, but next Saturday Is we'll there, be here. We will? Yeah. You will. I will. At least me. Somebody My else My sisters will. get married next Saturday. Oh. No show next week. My I'll have to cancel that. Mar- next Saturday and so even if I'm home at that time you won't I'm going to be pretty exhausted so I yeah. have a full day of wedding I'll tell you stuff, what it just makes so. sense to, to go ahead and cancel for next week then. so we'll be back Saturday <laughs> well you'll have we'll a co-host that night too why what's Saturday April 6th 5th 6th what's going on then oh I'm having some teeth extracted oh crud well I'll be like here that night four of them Chef Mark give me a call my friend All right, folks, we will be back in two weeks, in two two weeks weeks on April, would you say, 5th or 6th? Yeah, something like that. Just check it out, gspn.tv slash schedule. Until next time, stay Stay lost. lost.